two times been around the I don't know how it goes, right? I ain't no hollaback girl. I ain't no hollaback girl. Wait, are you are you recording? I am definitely recording. Son of a bitch. The year is 2019. The finest men in America don't run for president. They run for their lives. Because this is Slashers, a horror movie podcast brought to you by two goons with tremendous, tremendous and astonishing technological difficulties and intellectual deficits. It's very bigly. <laughs> my name is Jake, and with me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Brian. Brian, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hey, what's going on, guys? So this has been just a shenanigans of a night. We have a lovely pasta dinner. We record an IGTV that's too long that we then have to awkwardly edit. And now <laughs> we are just pounding our heads into my foldable table in the garage to try and get this fucking microphone situation going. But I would rather be nowhere else than with you, my friend. How yeah. was your week? It was good, man. I, I guess you can say I'm a little bit domesticated. Did a little bit of uh, shopping, went to Lowe's, got myself some shelving. Actually, I noticed you have the same shelving in the garage as I have. So I feel like we've got similar taste. We'll go ahead and high-five you there. Clap. When I put my comic books on my shelf, I sang, All by my shelf. <laughs> so you're not oh, the only one who got some pipes awful. on this that's podcast, awful. my friend. It's a pretty bad dad joke. Yeah. So that was fun. Ryan, you had mentioned before we recorded that you felt like I wanted to do this movie, The Running Man, because it is 2019. And <laughs> it's very true. We had talked about this before we went on the air. I feel like this movie is the unofficial sequel to the movie Network from 1976. I showed you the famous monologue, the I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore, uh, with the character who then ends up becoming this exploited kind of TV cult phenomenon. Right, right. Can you see that man being Killian? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It definitely uh, morphs into that, and then it morphs into modern-day America. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it. I think one of the things we talked about to avoid just the kind of slog and repetition is we're going to present tonight's episode in the form of Street Fighter Two Turbo, wherein we will be going from stage to stage, and Arnie will be fighting different stalkers throughout. It, I think it's, essentially, it's, uh, it's um, what is it called? Tower of Death for, with Bruce Lee? No, what is it? Oh, the um, Game of Death. Game of Death, Where they right? made it after Where he goes died. up to different levels and he fights different bad guys. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Except it's Arnold instead of a tiny Asian man. Yeah. It's this massive Austrian. <laughs> Which is great. So one of the things that we talked about as well was being glad that we're doing this nostalgic movie. I think this is my 15th time watching this movie from beginning to end. Jesus. Yeah. And this is your first, right? This is my first. Uh, yeah. How does it feel to have your hymen ripped open <laughs> by Arnold Schwarzenheimer? It was it was quite a surprise. I actually was really into it. I like the soundtrack a lot. Yeah. It had some sweet riffs in it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm a little disappointed that you like the soundtrack so much, but you didn't like Chud's soundtrack. Uh, eh, it's kind of similar, though. It's really it's pretty similar. Well, yeah, I, I needed this for my soul after this week, or maybe last week. I don't know when I found it, but there's a Doom Annihilation trailer that looks like a sci-fi TV movie. Oh no! It looks bad. <laughs> like I don't know the the Halo movies that they made. Remember those? Yeah. Those Why? look way better than this. Why can't they make a solid video game movie? I mean, people will probably go back to like Resident Evil, but I wasn't nope. really a big fan of Resident Evil either. They're wrong. They're all fucking wrong. Everybody who saw all 17 of those Mila Jolovovich <laughs> movies 
That lady is overrated. Yeah, unless she's um, saying Lilu Dallas multipass, I don't care. I'm not a big fan of the the Fifth Element. I'll have you know. <laughs> what? Mo- that movie is adequate. That is my wow. official stance. Okay. The best part of that movie mm. is Chris Tucker. Interesting. <laughs> right. Everything okay. else is just like all right. Basically, Dynamo is in that film. He's just a a, a, a blue, blue lady, <laughs> a blue alien lady, right? Who eats rocks? Yeah. What is this? No, I almost see. I always thought they were gushers. They're, oh yeah. No, actually, I take it back. It wasn't gushers. Her her insides. They're yeah. blue, right? Yeah, it looks oh, like the inside yes, of a gusher. Right, right. Okay, yes. Yeah. She said she eats rocks because he pulls out that stone from her stomach. Right. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely be a space vampire if I could suck her gusher like, blood. Gusher out of her. blood. That'd That's be fucking so awesome, dude. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. All the vampires would just have diabetes. <laughs> Absolutely. They're like morbidly obese, and they end up looking like the people in Wally with their stupid little hover chairs. Their bones don't connect anymore. They try and open a book, and they say, open Manuel. <laughs> so this movie is very interesting in that I feel like it's crazy that this movie's 30-plus years old, and it's still very topical. Yeah, absolutely. It's 30 years old, but I feel like Arnold looks exactly the same. Weird, right? Human growth hormones, a hell of a drug. <laughs> Which our friend Sven actually talks about later yeah. on in the movie. Literally, I'm going to go get some steroids. Fuck y'all. Got better <laughs> That's the most do. random line in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really weird off-the-wall lines in oh, this yeah. movie. Hey, Sven, take this guy out. Eh, I'm going to go get some steroids. And then he just walks off. <laughs> Got a laundry list of... what? what are the, we should know what steroids are, having done an MMA podcast for so long. Oh, absolutely. Toradol and Zimzapril and whatever, but yeah, let's just move it's kinda, on. It's kind of relevant in the news, right? With oh, the yeah. With Dillashaw, thank you. For those of you who don't know, TJ Dillashaw got busted by USADA. USADA. And he's saying, I'm going to vacate this belt because it's only what's fair for the division. Yeah, meanwhile, you're thinking, okay, you got pop, motherfucker. Busted. Yeah, basically, he's like, I'm going to take the high road, but everybody knows he's fucking full of shit. Full of it. Guilty. Guilty in the court of public opinion, which is exactly what happens in The Running Man, Brian. That's right. When Ben Richards is falsely convicted, but we'll get into it. Shall I start with the statistics for this week? Go ahead, man. So it's made on a budget of $27 million. I was shocked it only made $38 million. Okay, is it just me or does it seem like $27 million is a fucking astounding amount of money for what was made? Not saying it's a shitty movie. I just feel like there should be more effects. I don't really think so. No? Given the, I mean, this is Arnold right after Predator, and they were recording at the time of Predator, so he wasn't quite the celebrity that he was going to become. But Okay, that's that also makes sense. And then also, I mean, you have to think that they're creating a lot of these things, and I don't know. I feel like it's a fair budget. I'm just shocked that more people didn't see it. So this is what I ended up doing. I looked at the statistics. So $38,122,105. It is the 10th highest grossing film of a Stephen King adaptation. And according to the National Association of Theater Owners, in 1987, the average price of admission to a movie was $3.91. You do the math. That comes out to 9,749,898 people, 0.976982 human beings saw this movie in theaters in its initial run. Those are all the youngins, right? That's crazy. I'm, I'm sure that's what the decimals are. Yeah. You know? Or the Warwick Davises of the world. Got it. Amputees. Yeah, that it gets you there. And adjusted for inflation, this movie made 168 million dollars well i can write 16 million so i was gonna say 16 no it has to be 168 because it has to go higher 168 million 120 something thousand so i mean it made it made some money 
It did pretty good for itself. Interesting. The opening weekend was November 13th, 1987. It actually got pushed back. Would have been better if it was April 13th, 1987. Would we have partied like it's your birthday? Yeah, definitely. That'd be pretty sick, (laughs) right? Your mom's like, "Uh, let's get an afternoon matinee. And the first thing that you see is Arnold Schwarzenegger's gap as you're exiting your mom's gap. (laughs) Not fucking cool, man. It's biology, buddy. It's yeah, what happens. it's true. It's true. Everybody yeah. came out of a gap. Yeah, he's, he's talking about uh, you can't fire on innocent civilians, and all of a sudden she just fucking pops me out. <laughs> he bat- it's right when he backhands one of the guys in the oh, face. Shit. Like, <laughs> and you sat there covered in smegma while the rest of or, the movie or 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 it was when my mom saw Jesse the Body Ventura in that sweet ass workout video, and it was just like fucking freedom, fucking done. Oh god. Yeah. I ain't got time to bleed. I love and Jesse Ventura has stayed relevant in so many ways. Yeah. Which is great. And just seeing him with hair. It's a different time. I feel like it's supposed to be a bad hair piece, but I don't know if it just if it actually was meant to be or I feel like was. as it was his actual hair and then after he watched the movie himself, he just fucking got rid of it and he just <laughs> never got it again. Yeah. So the movie came out like I said, eleven thirteen eighty seven. The competition was a movie called Cross My Heart. The week after was Flowers in the Attic and Teen Wolf 2 starring Jason Bateman, the guy from Arrested Development. Interesting. Yeah, he was when he was a teen, Wolf 2. <laughs> <laughs> the running time is 101 minutes. Brian, what did you think? Uh, you know what? I liked it. I liked it. It was short enough to where it wasn't dragging on, but at the same time, you got a little bit of action involved and, yeah. uh, you know. It, it, it piqued my interest. Yeah, I think that the parts that are kind of sloggy aren't actually all that bad. It sets a nice pace. And also, you know, the slow parts will give the movie any kind of meaning. Right. Which is kind of bereft in the book. But we'll get into that. Because your boy Jake did a bunch of research that isn't going to pay off. I should have just watched the movie twice. <laughs> the movie was directed by Paul Michael Glazer, who directed episodes of Starsky and Hutch, Miami Vice. He directed the movie... The Cutting Edge, where homeboy hockey player ends up becoming a fucking figure skater. Oh, yeah. And he directed a Kazam. Okay, enough said. This guy's got the career that people dream of. (laughs) It's a nightmare when they dream it, but yeah, nonetheless. Uh, It was based on a novella written by Stephen King under his pseudonym, Richard Bachman. And the screenplay was adapted by Stephen E. DeSouza. You know what movies DeSouza wrote? I think he did Commando. He did right? Commando. Because I want to say, I, I think I actually brought this up to you. I think I said, this is a combination of Commando and... You said Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. That's and right. I was like, funny it, enough, he actually like wrote a, one of them. Yeah, it was like a futuristic kind of thing. Yeah, and I think this is the guy who really makes Arnold's career with the one-liners. Because oh, in Commando, man. with like, let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> and this movie, like I said, it's those jokes that make this different than a slasher movie. Because... If Arnold doesn't make those jokes, you're like, what the actual fuck, yeah, man? Like, that is true. too unnecessarily violent. But because he's plucky about it, you give him a free pass. Yeah. So he directed, like you said, or he wrote, Commando, 48 Hours, Another 48 Hours, Judge Dredd, Street Fighter, Die Hard, Die Harder, The Return of Captain Invincible. I mean, this guy's career fucking blows my mind. He's also responsible for directing Street Fighter, which is just an astounding movie. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty much any time in my life, I encounter something I don't want to think about. And I've already made this reference on the show, so please forgive me. I always think of Zangief when he's like, quick, change the channel. Because that's what I think. I'm like, ugh, 
This television sucks. So this is the this is the Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme. Yep. Okay. The Frenchman or the Belgian guy speaking French playing Guile, who they claim it's because he was from Dubaya. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And then um, what's his name? Uh, Gomez Adams is uh, Raul Julia. Raul Julia That's as right. uh, M Bison. Fun fact: Bison and Balrog's names are switched. From the Japanese version to the American version. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I know that because I was obsessed with Street Fighter. So that makes me love D'Souza. Yeah, I was a big Mortal Kombat fan myself. You're a whore. I know. You're a bad whore. I know. I feel like I need to upcut you and just have it go, whoopsie. What, we were just talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Sub-Zero, your right, boy, rips right. off Sub-Zero. I know. This I is some bullshit. I didn't realize uh, that Mortal Kombat came after this. So your, whole, your whole life is a lie. It is. It is a lie. Because when I heard everybody saying, oh, yeah, Sub-Zero with his fucking hockey. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're going to have some blue ninja fucking skating around on some ice rink. <laughs> and it's a plump <laughs> guy in red hockey gear. It is the exact visual contrast yeah exactly it's like a fat what was a red ninja in mortal Kombat? god damn k-tax kratax it's not cyborg cyborg was yellow yeah um, it's the other one the one they all yeah had, like, i don't know the, it, the rip-off dreads like they were uh right right the like predator. predator exactly yeah, yeah. Then there was Smoke. You remember smoke and reptile and oh yeah all the ones that weren't scorpion and sub-zero i loved yeah and then fucking goro with his like six arms fucking sweet yeah, that animatronic is so fucking bitchy. Yeah, absolutely. I still think that holds up. I mean, I still watch the movie anytime it's on TV, which is hardly ever. The but... first one? Oh, yeah. Did you mean Ermac? Yes. That's the Red Ninja. Yeah, that's the Red Ninja. Yep. I don't know what if the fuck If it was a fat means. Red Ninja, it was Sub-Zero in this film. I'm going to put Red Ninja Mortal Kombat Robot Cyborg Sector. That's Sector. What there we go. Damn it. Yeah. So he was played by uh, Professor something, right? Yeah. I feel like that's what they credit him as in the the credits. I'm not exactly sure what the, what his name is, but... Yeah, I thought it was, it was cool that weird. he was like an educated boy. <laughs> like, Ma, I'm off to college, and then I'm going to pursue my passion of being a psycho killer, kiss kiss a. Did you know there was a movie called The Running Man starring Lawrence Harvey from 1963? So is this a new, sequel? <laughs> new. We've, no. Yeah, okay. we've talked about this is definitely a sequel to the movie Network. Yeah. Which I feel like that guy becomes Killian in this movie. <laughs> if he doesn't guy, but you know. Yeah, so. anytime I see Killian in this film, I, for some reason it reminds me of Dennis Hopper. I feel like it totally could be him as uh, Koopa. Which I love. I think that's actually a, just a great idea to have that kind of overlap <laughs> because – that his imagery is super gnarly. Like, yeah. I feel like Killian is the talk show host, and then Koopa is the network exec above right. him. Right, yeah, That'd be dope. it totally makes sense. Oh my god, if we mix these worlds, that would be so <laughs> dope. We just need to get Bob Hoskins alive, and just imagine John, John Linquizamo <laughs> st- sharing the silver screen. It's, you take out Weiss, you take out Laughlin, you put in Mario and Luigi. This is the best movie ever. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck. I'm down. These are the mashups we should be having. Uh, <laughs> Professor Toru Tanaka, by the way. Oh, shit. You looked it up. I, I did. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And Mick was played by Mick Fleetwood. Did you know that? The drummer yes, of Fleetwood yes. Mac? And then um, I want to say Zappa, right? The son. Dweezel. Dweezel, right? He is... Um, Stevie. Stevie for Stevie Nicks. Just like the wild window. Yeah, man. I'm looking at our audio levels, and we've kept the gain so low to make sure that we don't have issues. I'm very excited to see what that sounds like when I'm editing this. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm totally obviously a Fleetwood Mac fan because of uh, the, the song I picked for uh, 
the wedding, right? For the mom. Absolutely. Uh, the mom's son. You do a landslide. You're saying it on here? Your mom doesn't listen to the show? Is it a surprise? Or is no, it just... it's okay. not a surprise. I told my mom and we started practicing dancing. That's romantic. That's Aww. so adorable. It's not romantic. That's creepy. No, it's not. It's Ro- a... Romance is about love. It doesn't have to mean intersex. <laughs> lust. That's the one you want to avoid. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Fun trivia. Don't lust your mom. <laughs> we can jokingly say we love and lust our fans when we really only like them as friends, but we do not, under any circumstances, refer to lusting mothers. That's true. Unless they're ones that you turned into mother, like my wife. Anyway, moving on. Music was done by Harold Faltmeyer. I love him. You're entirely right about this music being badass. He's the guy who wrote Axel F. Do, 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 do. I was thinking of. Uh, I'm not done. I got four more choruses okay, go to go. For it, go no, keep going. No, I was thinking of uh, from Family Guy, where it's a uh, Peter. And he goes. <laughs> the only part of that Monsters vs. Aliens movie that's any good is when President Stephen Colbert plays that song for the aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, he did Beverly Hills Top Gun. He's coming back for Top Gun Maverick. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Shall we get into the nicknames for the week? Oh yeah, let's do it, man where do you start with the governator i am the gummy right? bear of I mean, candy cornea basically you have it right there the governor. Yeah. i mean he will forever be the governor of california california it's so weird right he he has everything pronounced perfectly and then he says california and it goes completely out the fucking window i don't know i think that might have been deliberate because it sticks out in your head <laughs> it's so true like everybody has a, everybody has their own unique impersonation of arnold schwarzenegger saying i'll be back in California. It's if either, you live in California. It's either also. that. I mean, when I think of our own Schwarzenegger, for me personally, I think of, get to the Java. Get to the Java. <laughs> or it's a Tuma. Or it's not a Tuma. <laughs> it's not a Tuma. Or, yeah. I mean, any number of quotes from uh, Total Recall. Dude, like, there's so many. What the fuck is it? Uh, hey, get your ass to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, I have to say I'm very grateful to you for picking the music for this week's episode because it was so tempting to do Austrian Death Machine songs. You know what? I was really thinking it also, and I'm like, ah, is it too soon? I really <sighs> like Azalea Dying. Dude, I, I love Tim Lambesis, and it's really fucked for me to love a guy that wanted to kill his wife. Yeah, dude. But- <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> it's, it's super dark. Like, that's a whole different level. Because, like, people used to make fun of Azalea Dying for not being metal enough. Right. And then it's like, like they were go ch- back. You went too metal. Right. Too far. Because they were, like, supposedly churchy. They were, like, a, it oh, was yeah. like a religious band. He and... even did an interview from prison saying that he embellished his Christianity to sell records. Yeah. Yeah. The and guy's now, super dark. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'd hope that you would be able to forgive me, fans, and that we can move forward. Apparently, and like, apparently he's done a lot of, like, work inside you know the system as far as to rehab himself and he's helped out a lot of people as far as with like counseling and you know there's like programs for people to like help out other prisoners and whatnot so i've kind of been following a little bit of it because like i said they were one of my favorite bands growing up i've seen them probably five or six times Uh and uh i can't wait to see them again they're actually going on tour yeah and it's all on the east coast unfortunately that's yeah Yeah. it's a little too soon to come back to orange county i think (laughs) but uh when you say that he's going to be helping other inmates is this with his mouth his anus (laughs) i think i think he's past that point all right he has pretty boy tattoos and that's the thing I've, i've been told many times don't go to prison and i was like i wasn't planning on it but people are like your your tattoos are too colorful people will know that you didn't get them in jail you will get butt fucked to death yeah which funny enough is a fear of mine i feel like i feel like the steroids fucked him 
he used like, that excuse bad yeah but it, he i don't think it's like an excuse i feel like it's like a legit thing because steroids do fuck with people's brains but to the point of premeditation is the problem right that's true because he hired an I mean, undercover cop yeah, to kill her i mean we're i'm talking to a lawyer so i i mean i feel like i'm in over my head here. <laughs> well like if you're talking the Benoit style, that could totally work out. Right. Where, like, you lose it and you fly off the rails. But then again, I feel like Benoit is also pre-CTE era, where he definitely had that. Oh, they said his brain was like that of a 70-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Right, exactly. Crazy. So, so, if you can go retro and look at his brain from, like, a perspective we have now, you'd be like, okay, well, this guy is clearly fucking crazy. Here's the thing. Chris Benoit banging his head. Tim Lambesis, head banging. Same thing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Need to get that boy a CT scan and some fucking yeah, uh, CBD know. oil for his brain. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, running on empty. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the contrast, wouldn't you say? Yeah, just a little bit. So I don't even know that we need to give anybody other names, but let's um, go into it. Who would you? What would you call Laughlin? Nothing really came to mind, unfortunately, for Laughlin. He, uh, yeah, nothing. I got nothing. Anything? He's just a guy. He's he's just his friend that he attempts to or he pretends to beat up, right? Yeah. Well, at first they kind of have an antagonistic relationship, but then he like sacrifices himself. Oh, he's the black guy who dies first. He's a sacrificial. Oh. So we'll call him a sacrificial lamb. Because okay. That makes sense. For those of you who didn't catch last week's episode, this is the first official, what we're going to call, slash action hero, where we find an action movie and tenuously link it to horror movies so we can get the best of both worlds. And so, in true horror trope fashion, the black guy dies first. Yep, that totally makes sense. So, that's Sacrificial Lamb, then we move on to Bill Nye the Science Weiss, is what I wanted to call him. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know what's funny is I was going to call him Spectacles, (laughs) but it's funny coming from two guys who wear glasses, I'm like, eh, it's a a bit redundant. I'm looking into your eyes through your glasses, (laughs) through my glasses, it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, was it Bill Nye the Science Weiss? Yep. (laughs) I like it. Perfect. Then we have Amber Mendez. Oh, man. Accent. That's the only thing that comes to mind is that strong accent, right? Yeah, it's interesting. With her talking to Arnold, I only imagine what the bedroom banter sounds like. Oh, yeah. I'm going to lubricate your vagina. I can't do hers. See, that's the <laughs> I was waiting for it. No, I was like, oh, no. Here we go. It's, it's not racist if a white guy does a white accent, but if as soon as he goes any shade of brown, it suddenly becomes very racist. You're, you're not, not going to set- catch me in that you're, trick. You're not setting yourself up. Son of a bitch. You thought I was going to fall for it, Brian. Uh, that's something I would do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so shall we go into oh, – oh, Killian. Okay. Can, do we even give him a nickname? He I was going to call him Koopa. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's perfect. I really, really would love to see an origin film for Killian to show he, how he so, like got the running games on the network. I mean, we could also just call him Family Feud, right? I love it. Because he was fucking huge in Family Feud back yeah. in the day. So Oh, it was perfect. The book, the novella, whatever you want to call it, is way more closely linked to something like The First Purge than this movie. Is, is, it, is it way darker? It is much darker. Wow. And my proposition to you, my friend, was going to be that I would review that book in the recapitation rather than just going over the movie because we're yeah. playing fast and loose with the rules this week. Absolutely. Let's All do right. it. I'm going to poke myself in the stomach and see if I can burp. There oh. we go. Oh, that's <laughs> some, gross. Some noodles coming out there. Dude, that's, uh, <laughs> that's some Beyond Meat Italian sausage, some noodles, 
and some ginger beer. Ginger beer. It's Australian for ginger beer. <laughs> so the book, fuck, it is dark. So in the book, Ben Richards is married. Uh, he has been out of work for a while, so his wife is having to prostitute herself to pay for the house or oh, the apartment and everything. Lovely. Their daughter is dying of influenza. You're not talking about malaria or anything like that. You're talking about just a basic flu, and they can't afford the medicine to get her a doctor. So he volunteers to be on The Running Man. Wow. And it's interesting the way they kind of ramp up to it, which I liked, because as he's auditioning for the shows, you've established there's like a show where these people compete on a treadmill, and they either have a heart condition or a respiratory condition, and the problem is they have to answer questions, and they can answer questions incorrectly, they lose money, and it starts to go faster. Oh, shit. Treadmill. Then is there anything behind them? Are they like in front of a pit that where they... They no, fall from exhaustion and they go into a pit of blades. No, they just fall. And huh. then they get like carted off like in a catatonic state and stuff. It's kind of dark. And then there's like swimming with crocodiles and stuff, which I actually really like in the movie. There's the scene where the guy is getting the cash and he's climbing up the rope away oh, from the yeah, Dobermans. Oh, yeah, from the dogs. That's Very funny, similar. Because I was really ex- hoping that there was some sort of uh, reference to that future like in in the movie like later on but no. there's nothing nope no. that's so this is my big thing i this i think could have been the legendary movie of, like on par with robocop if paul verhoven had directed it because think of the little vignettes that they did in robocop with the commercials and what he did with starship troopers right those i was gonna say starship troopers yeah exact if they thing. did that same kind of thing with running man i feel like the satire would be brought up to a whole new level so people wouldn't just dismiss it as a sci-fi film but realize no, like the focus is on you as a culture, and like you're perpetuating that culture by even seeing this movie. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, he makes it onto the show. It's only then that you realize that it's a show where you have to run for your lives. Right. In this version of the show, he's just out in the world. He gets an advance on the money that he's going to win, and he just goes off and he's trying to hide. He goes to Boston and all these different places, and you don't have any of the camp. You don't have any weird gimmicks. You don't have a guy with a fucking you know laser light mohawk but, or chainsaws. But it's it's kind of like the purge, you say. So everybody's out to get him. Yeah, because you can get an, a reward if you get a give a tip that works. You get a hundred bucks of new money because there's like the old money and new money. And then if you actually get him killed, you get a thousand bucks. Oh shit! So everybody's hunting down for him. You know, it goes, he ends up taking a hostage, kind of like Amber, but she's married and has a kid. It ends with him, like, hijacking a plane and literally crashing it into the network building when he finds out that his wife and daughter have been killed. Oh, no. Yeah, it's way dark. Wow. He uses the N-word multiple times. Uh, Not a redeeming character. Like, there's this network lady when he's doing the audition process, and she's, like, a fine-ass lady, and he, like, slaps her on the ass and says, nice tits, and I was like... Nope. Honky isn't done that, the wrong isn't thing. Isn't that weird? I feel like, I sorry, kind of going off topic Do a little it. bit, but when it comes to Salem's Lot, I feel like there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on in that book also. And it makes me think to myself, like, man, this stuff is so dated from the old Stephen King stuff. So that's one thing I often wonder with Stephen King's works is if he goes to the themes of, like, child abuse and racism and sexism to make you uncomfortable or if he is racist and sexist. Right. And that's yeah, something. that's where like there's almost an underlying theme with a lot of his older stuff. And yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know. It kind of seems cringy. Yeah. Is it supposed to be cringy? Exactly. Is, yeah. it, is it willfully cringy? And then let's say it is willfully cringy. Is it appropriate to rely on that kind of a cringe 
and exploit people's feelings. Like multiple times yeah. also. It's very weird. It's huh. Let's move on. Uh, no, but uh, there are a couple <laughs> interesting little tidbits about the novella. One, you had Rob Cohen, who was the producer of this film, bought the rights to the novella without knowing that it was a Stephen King work. So that's kind of funny. And then two, in the book, Ben Richards refers to himself as jovial Ben Richards. <laughs> Did you know that R.L. Stein used to write joke books? No. Did you know that he wrote them as Jovial Bob Stein? No. Yeah. I think it's a co- complete coincidence, but I was you know, listening to it and I, it just struck my brain because I had done some Googling of R.L. Stein's works. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I Googled like R.L. Stein book cover thinking I'm going to make a fun meme and the nostalgia kick is going to get people to like it and they'll listen to this crap-ass little podcast. Didn't happen. <laughs> but in doing that, I saw Jovial Bob Stein and I was like, wait a second, is that the, the same Bobby Stein? Right. Sure enough, it was. So that's pretty much all I got. Oh, and then other trivia, Arnold Schwarzenegger, despite saying, I'm not into politics, I'm into survival, he (laughs) ran for governor, won, and his campaign van said, the running man on the side of it. Oh, that's perfect. I think it works out perfectly. It all loops back around. So, Brian, I just regurgitated a bunch of information, so I think it's time for you to take the reins and start with the sleigh-by-play. Oh, wait, what was it? Slay by play. Slay by play. Um, yeah. So basically, how the movie starts off is them in a helicopter. Get to the chopper, right? And he is surveying what looks like I don't know little dots, right? You can't really see crowd. I, we were talking about this earlier. I was like, I don't know what um, a food riot looks like. I'm assuming it has something. This along is a, the this way. is a riot for food, not like a food fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case Something you along the lines of uh, you know people standing in line getting really upset because their their bread rations ran out. Yeah. Did you like the targeting system on the helicopter? Yeah, it was really cool. Super dope. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one thing I didn't like was the stupid fucking screen in the background in the window. Oh, that's, so bad. That's clearly like a so just, bad. What is that? Just like I think that was a matte painting. I don't even think that's in. in it wasn't even like a like a projection no. or anything. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really bad. So the footage of those helicopters actually came out of King Kong. Oh. So, you know, that film footage was 10 years older than that? 76. I'm so stupid, Brian. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> so <laughs> he gets he gets the call, right, after calling in the food riot. And they're saying, oh, yeah, take them out, right? Take out these sons of bitches. Uh-huh. We don't want anybody rioting because this is a totalitarian state. I said that right. Yeah, you I did. Was totally you nailed thinking it. First about try. it. I was like, totalitarian. Teletubbitarian state. So he, you know, he's like, no, I'm not. I don't want to shoot on the innocent children. And I that was such a bad fucking Arnold voice. But it wasn't. Okay, here. It was bad Arnold, but it wasn't bad Dana Carvey doing Hans and Franz. There we go. Okay, fair enough. Um, so he fights, he, you know, he, he fights the fight the power. No, I don't want Google to fucking listen to me say fight the power. Um, so he, (laughs) I'm leaving that in (laughs) tough shit. That wasn't Google. That was Bing, wasn't it? Or was it Bigsby? Is that the logo? No, whatever the fuck the S9 has. Yes. Bigsby. Bigsby. Stupid Bigsby. Stupid fucking Bigsby. God damn it. Bigsby's going to be the end of the world. Yeah, pretty much. Can I rant about something really quick? Go for it. So before we get too far into the actual movie, the movie technically starts with like the graphic of the running man. Oh, son of a bitch. No problem. No problem. But then it goes into. It goes to scrolling dialogue. Exactly. Can I read it to you? Go for it. I'm going to read it. Do you want me to do it in any kind of voice in particular? Should I do it Arnold? 
you can try. No, I can't. I'm not with that kind of. <laughs> you didn't give me any kind of vote of confidence. I was like, you can try and fuck this up. Well, I already fucked it up once, so let's try it again. All right. By 2017, the world economy has collapsed. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. And this is where I give up because there's no Oxford comma, and I'm very disappointed in the film. Yeah. A police state common divided into. Wait, what? Yeah, into paramilitary zones, rules with an iron hand. Television is controlled by the state, and a sadistic game show called The Running Man has become the most popular program in history. All art, music, and communications, again, no Oxford comma, are censored. No dissent is tolerated, and yet a small resistance movement has managed to survive underground when high-tech gladiators are not enough to suppress the people's yearning for freedom. More direct methods become necessary. The reason I read that... I thought it was incredibly effective. You Absolutely. know exactly what's going on the from whole the very setting, beginning. Everything. And like, I wish more movies did that where it's like, we're setting up the new rules. I don't need to show you how the world ended because this isn't about the world ending. This yeah. is about how people are dealing with it after the fact. It's kind of like that Viggo Mortensen movie, The Road, where it's yeah. like, the world is just fucked. We're just going to move don't, on. We don't know why. Yeah. We don't know how. You just, uh, you just, you accept it. Exactly. That it's fucked. And yeah. that's The it. Book of Eli. You know, the Last Man on Earth. Those things where it's just like, we got a deal. We don't got time to dwell on the past. Right. Yeah, that's totally true. So anyway. But uh, yeah, no, the setting totally is set in the scrolling text, and so, it totally works. Yeah, Absolutely. and because you know that, when you have people rioting in Bakersfield, you're like, okay, perfect. Like, <laughs> They're rioting in Bakersfield because all of the corn tickets sold out. Oh, right? <laughs> the Bakersfield Condors came in last place in the <laughs> AHL. No, I, I thought it was uh, Ontario Rain. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, um, okay. So, yes. So, Arnold is up fucking Benson. Benson? Benson? Richard Simmons? Richard. Uh, ben Richards. Ben Richards. Ben Simmons. <laughs> Simmons, I think that... Salmon, Swami, <laughs> Samsonite. Ben Richards is apparently working for the government. Is and... he working for the weekend? Oh, oh shit, I'm going to make those dated music. Uh, you know, up. he says that there's a food riot. They say to fire on him. He says, you know, there's women and children down there, right? Because he gets the order, yeah. right? Brian, gets... I'm just thinking of something. What's up? I didn't hear any sounds of the people down in the town square. So would you say that it was a quiet riot? <laughs> Look at your face. You're so mad that I interrupted your train of thought. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it. Right, so... He ends up fighting the guys in in the fucking chopper because they're all like crazy fucking Nazis who yep. are like, yeah, let's, I mean, listen to whatever our command's saying and shoot at the innocent people. He starts throwing blows. I'm pretty sure everybody would die if they got punched in the face by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, especially if at that time. the wrong way, he pops them out of that <laughs> helicopter. So he gets a rifle butt to the face. He gets a trouble. rifle. He gets a rifle butt to the face. He gets uh, knocked out of the helicopter. Ends up getting his foot caught in like the railing or yeah. something. And you know, I thought that was kind of fun, right? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to find a way to make him vulnerable, and by having him almost fall out, it kind of helps it. And then and what, I, uh, what I like is it, it only goes to 18 months later when he's in prison. So it's not as though he's spending years in jail. Um, I feel like either a sh- you either have to do two things, a short prison sentence or go right. demol- demolition man where he's been in for like 50 years and things have gotten incredibly worse. Yeah. Also, at the same time, if it's only been 18 months, I feel like he should have had a bigger beard. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty sick. I, I, I really like bearded Arnold. So. Yeah, I do as well. I feel like as... As much of a badass as he looks, like in general, 
the beard just makes it that much better. Seriously. Yeah. A clean-shaven Arnold is just whatever, but, like, bearded Arnold, you have this, like, image of Anglo-Saxon it sounds, death via It sounds axe. weird to say baby-faced Arnold. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. I yeah. realize that for saying yeah. it out loud, but it's all right. We're, we can move on. Stop making me feel weird about myself. So they're at the Wilshire Detention Zone, and bearded Arnold is carrying a steel beam. Oh, he's just carrying a steel I-beam. Yeah. Just like, yeah, Ain't whatever. Nothing. Yeah, it's like it seems like something that like fucking take like three guys to carry, and he's just carrying one shoulder. Yeah. Like, eh, no big deal. This ain't shit. <laughs> I get enough protein from my prison gruel to be able to do this. Or protein. Oh, gross. So gross. <laughs> Chunky and swimmy in the mouth. So they're all wearing these collars that are rigged to explode. What I love is that they don't beat you over the head with it and go, oh, it sure sucks that we have these collars that are going to explode if we cross the perimeter. Right. You totally get it. They show the perimeter. They get it moving. You have Bill Nye, the science wise, is looking over one of the guard's shoulders. And I guess because he has glasses, he's the only guy who could (laughs) read. Right. That's what I thought as well. I thought to myself... Okay, they're going to have the muscle, Arnold. They're going to have a guy that's like the, the actor that's faking the fight, the the sacrificial lamb. And then you have Weiss, Weiss, who is the stereotypical... Are they Ghostbusters? No, no, Brian. They're the A-team. I was they're thinking, I was thinking they're, uh, they're almost Ghostbusters, right? Vinkman and... I could see it. I like the A-team a little bit better just because of the physicality. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. I pity the fool. Oh, so good. <laughs> I think that you can make a lot out of it. But anyway, so he goes to put in the code so they can all do a prison break after Arnold and Laughlin, the sacrificial lamb, get into a fight to create a prison riot. And what I loved about Bill Nye the Science Weiss is that his version of hacking is typing the same code into the computer. Over and over and over again. I feel like that's my life. Yeah. I'm trying to deal with technology, record this show, where I'm like, I'm doing it's, the same thing. Why is this working? Essentially, he had the, the guy from fucking IT crowd. Have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so he finally gets the code to work, but apparently it doesn't turn off the perimeter <laughs> tracking or the perimeter fucking sensors all the way. Chico! Yeah. So they're all like yelling, Chico, Chico. And then Chico's like, I'm taking off. And then he just like. Spring break. Right. He books it. it totally works, right? Because yeah. it's the first day of spring. Yeah. I love it. So. He runs. He's got his arms up in the air. He's like, fuck this shit, motherfuckers. Is and he then, the first running? Is this movie about him, the running man? Ugh. It's only through his sacrifice that the rest of this movie exists. No, I'm totally kidding because he dies completely without purpose. Honestly, when you first told me that the name of the movie is called Running Man, I thought it was about a guy that was running. Man. Man, I guess. <laughs> you add that to it, but I it nothing to me made it seem like it would be about a TV show called The Running Man. Yeah. But eh. Crazy. It is a little crazy. I love it. <laughs> so let's move on. Chico dies and his head fucking just disappears, which is really fucking cool. It makes me very sad that more Chicos didn't have their heads explode. Yeah. I wish. Sweet. Yeah. I think a, a few more of them needed to have the head explosion because um, the graphic on that was awesome. Yeah. And, and I love um, that the body still has the forward momentum. Oh, yeah. That's oh, great. yeah. Absolutely. So they escape and they try and run out into L.A., which they establish. They see a commercial for the running man, which sets forth the rules. So this is great. You already have a a brief description of the running man at the beginning of the movie. So even let's say you hadn't seen the trailer, which overtly gives away everything. Right. You have that tease. Then you get to see it. And this is a very good reference to free TV 
in the book. In the book, it's mandatory that everybody has one of these TV sets that's owned and operated by the government. And so it shows how omnipresent it is, which they even talk about in this movie. These screens are so fucking present that Killian can find Arnold in the middle of the battle course and be like, hey, let me rap at you, son. So I really like that. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is this where it also talks about or it shows um, the fucking, what's his name with hair? Uh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Is when that he's doing the, the workout video, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah. good. <laughs> I love that graphic so much where he can't be bothered to do the aerobics like the women. So he just comes in and he goes, whoo, ha. <laughs> Jesse Ventura fucking rips in this movie. It man. totally works. Absolutely. So he, they end up going to Mick and they get their collars removed and the, uh, Lof, or, you know, the sacrificial lamb and Bill Nye the Science Wise are like, hey, Governator, you should totally help us out because you're like brawny as fuck, brah. And you could, you know, you don't stand out in a crowd at all. You should help our secret resistance movement. And he's like, I'm not into politics. I'm into survival. Right. That's some funny shit right there. So good. Yeah. I got his fucking Bob the Builder helmet, which is awesome. As he that's gets... that's after the fact, right? Or is that before? I, I think, think that's he what he wears onto the the truck as it's driving away. And then okay, and then he also wears it going to his brother's house. Oddly enough, Edward. Right. Yeah. He's like wearing the stupid fucking dude that hat. And he's carrying what? a lunch pail. What is going on, man? I love it. I have it. no idea. But, you know, it shows him go up to his brother's house, right? And this bitch apartment. didn't change the fucking locks. No. That nothing. blows my mind. Yeah. Well, it was like a code. Yeah. But still, you could change the code. And do you know what the code was? Eight, six, seven, five. No. no. It's like four, 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 five, 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 five six, six. Yeah. I remember seeing that and be like, that's odd <laughs> it was really strange so it's a shitty code and then it's an even shittier code when the next person just carries it over right right so he walks into uh his supposed brother's apartment the first thing i see is a motherfucking bowflex yeah. right how cool is that For sure and then he <laughs> picks up a wad of pantyhose and doesn't ask any questions about edward's he's like he's activities. like oh oh edward <laughs> back to your old tricks again <laughs> So he um, should I call you Edwina? I think it immediately goes to her showing up in the apartment, right? So he's like kind of changed. He's in like his boxers for some reason. I don't think so. No, do they? Oh, we missed a part. Sorry, no fault of our own. Free flowing conversation, being as it is, we have the establishing shot of Killian oh, before he right, gets it, right, which right, is right. so good. So you know, I'm sick of backtracking on this show. I feel Dude, bad it, every time we do it, but this is so worth it. It's a fucking sweet ass. I think it's a Maserati. Is it a Maserati? It's a, It's some kind of fancy ass limousine, yep. which is like fucking way cool back in the day. Yeah, it's way cool now. Yeah. So he enters the lobby of this building, and it's great because uh, we discussed this earlier. You get everything you need to know out of that character immediately. As he's walking in, all he's talking about is ratings. He's very driven. He's purposeful. Uh, And then you have the janitor accidentally mop his shoes. And he's duplicious because he's like, oh, don't worry. You're doing the Lord's work. You're doing a great job. Then he gets into the elevator. He's like, if that asshole is still here tomorrow, (laughs) you're going to be mopping. So you get the fact that he's vindictive. He's, you know, a fake. It's very very two-faced. So good. In what, 20 seconds you established that? Perfect. Definitely. So then we'll just go ahead and cut back to the stupid video screen. So Amber is doing her workout to That's Jesse the right. Body of Ventura's right. workout. And this is when Arnold breaks in. He's like, hey, you're not Edward. <laughs> Where is your dick? And she's like, I'm just trying to get my sweat on. Yeah, he, She said something about him being reeducated. Yep. Which I th- we, what, we talked about. What that. does that mean? I think you're 
theory would be way better that Killian's bodyguard turned out to be Edward, who's been like brainwashed. Yeah, I really like that. I theory. really think that would be cool because uh, essentially they're almost one and the same kind of character. Yeah, uh, you hate to put Arnold Schwarzenegger as one stereotype. He is, but he's kind of like Sven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great because this movie does a good job of establishing villains who were of at least somewhat commensurate size. Because in the book, Ben Richards is described as lanky, but then it doesn't really matter because he never really gets in any serious physical altercations. It's all right. like gun shootouts and car chases and stuff like that. Whereas in this, he goes mano y mano, and that's one of the reasons why Killian wants him in the first place. He's like Arnold is not just by default going to be on the show. He has to, or Killian has to campaign rather to get him because he's a military prisoner. So the reason is, is like, oh, He's fucking huge, and he'll impress people. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, That's totally true. Look at skyscraper with the rock. Like, <laughs> you don't need to be that fucking big to be that right. guy. Yeah. So in this, it's like, no, there's a point and purpose to his girthy musculature. Yeah. So then he says something. I forget what it is because there's so many fucking one-liners in this movie. Mm. But he says something along the lines of, you need to come with me if you want to live. Um, and she says, no, bitch, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. And then he, like, lifts her up off of the Bowflex. But, like, rips the Bowflex out <laughs> of the ground, which is great. And he establishes they're going to go on a trip to Hawaii. Yeah, they're going to Hawaii, right? And uh, this totally reminded me of Total Recall, where he yeah. has, like, the chip. And they search through all the different places they can go. He's like, oh, how about Hawaii? Yeah. That's where they end up going to the airport, yep. right? And she's like, I'll warn you. I get airsick and seasick. And he's like, go ahead and throw up on my shirt. It you looks would... like it already because yeah, you're you Hawaiian. So Dude, good, that man. shirt is so bad. So it is Magnum so PI. bad. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's really cool. They're walking through and they get to the security guy, right? It's one of those times where you're like, oh, shit, he's got to come up with something good. And he totally throws her under the bus. He's like, bitch doesn't have her shit. You know women, right? You're like, oh, Am I right? (laughs) Can't live with him. Can't live without him. I think it's literally a quote. And so the security guy just gets annoyed and waves him through, which I feel like that's pretty much TSA if you look at the statistics (laughs) on the amount of people who get by. So then as they're walking down the hallway, she sees another security guy. So she pulls a stranger danger and steps on his foot and punches him in the dick. And she's like, it's Ben. I, you almost got me. Nah, you almost, almost said me. Ben Simmons. No, no. <laughs> I almost did accent. I, I dialed back. <laughs> it is Ben Richards. It is Ben Richards. <laughs> oh, he said man. with no drawl at all. And so – He's running on the tarmac, and he gets netted. Yeah. That is, shit is so dope. I would watch a complete YouTube channel it about almo- people running and getting shot with nets. It almost seems like he actually cut his elbow. Yeah. If you see when he like takes a tumble, you're like, yeah. holy shit, he really fucked himself up. That's rough. Yeah. And then they uh, they show him inside that like room, right? The little, almost like a security room, right? Mm-hmm. And no, I think I'm getting him myself. This isn't where he's in like the little room, and the gas comes... That's a little bit. That's a little bit later. A little bit later, but okay. This is where you find out he gets the court appointed agent who, oh, which, the fake, not an the, attorney. The, the fake attorney. I totally yeah. was like, oh, it's Jake. Hey, <laughs> I loved it though because it's not. I love that he's not an attorney. He is an agent to get him on the show and negotiate. It just shows like what a perverse I level like, this culture what, is. What did they call him? They called him something the like court appointed agent. Yeah, court appointed like fake agent. I I think they they called him like a phony agent or something. Yeah. It was like something absurd. Anyways. 
So they start doing everything with getting him ready for the show. They put in a barium tracer, whatever oh, the fuck that means. And I think I feel like the reason why he is he has the agent appointed and everything is because it cuts back to Killian when they're talking about you know the ratings and this or that, and then his, it has something to do with the Justice Department. And they're calling him every 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, yeah, just give him the run around. Tell him basically to go fuck themselves. Yep. And then he sees Ben on TV. And then that's when he says, oh, shit, look at this guy. This is our next best thing, right? Because he sees this fucking freak of an athlete doing the jailbreak, right? Yeah. And, then and so that- he already has his eyes set on him before he's even captured. So when he gets captured, he's like, all right. This is our guy. I want- he says, I want you to volunteer for this. Because otherwise, your two friends are going to compete on this show alone. Right. Which I thought was great because in the book, he does technically volunteer. So I was like, that's kind of a nice little way of getting around that. And so that's why Arnold even volunteers to be on this program in the first place. I feel like they could have totally skipped where they inject him with like all these chemicals. Or... Yeah, it's a barium tracer. It is a deltoid IM injection. And then they do an intradactyl like in-between-his-fingers injection. And then they gas him unconscious. And it, like, that kind of reminded me of Total Recall also. Yeah. I don't know. It's very odd. I get that it sets up that there's a tracer in him so that the, the, uh, the stalkers, stalkers know which where is he's interesting. at. So in the novella, they're called hunters, and in this, they're called stalkers, which I don't know that there's any point and purpose to it. But in the book, he has to turn in tapes every 12 hours, or every two tapes every 24 hours because he's not being consistently filmed. He's wearing a camera that he has oh, to mail Oh, interesting. In. And so the way that the hunters track him is by tracking the mail. And so in this, he just has it built in, which makes so much more sense. It's kind of like we talked about on the Carrie episode. Sometimes Stephen King gets a little too clever for his own good. Where right, it's like, right. With like the voting for Carrie, where it's like, first it's a tie, and then it's a win. Who Nobody cares? Nobody gives a fuck. Who cares? Keep the thing moving. Keep the momentum. Boom. Did you did you happen to notice that like the main scientist was like some, I don't know, snooty, model-looking scientist, dude? They, they kept are. on referencing him like over and over again, no. and he had a couple lines. And I'm like, oh, who's this douche? But then they never showed him ever yeah. again. No point in purpose, no retribution, <laughs> just kind of moves on. Yeah. So then it cuts to Amber, who's watching the news. And this is where she starts to realize that the government lies, which is interesting because earlier on, she already shows some level of dissension because Arnold is going through her stuff and he finds a bunch of banned oh, and that's outlawed right. materials. That's right. The outlawed, outlawed outfit yeah. and the music, right? And what's interesting is she wrote the jingle for the network songs because she's so like indoctrinated in the system. And so she starts to realize, oh, this is this is all phony, uh, because they say that Ben Richards had killed two people at the airport and yada yada. I so feel forth. like they jump up with a number every single time. <laughs> at first, it's like two, and then it's like twenty, then it's like sixty. <laughs> then you end up seeing the fan fervor for these gladiators, the stalkers. You have Buzzsaw entering the arena. And this guy is so excited about Buzzsaw. When Buzzsaw <laughs> punches him in the face, he smears the blood from under his nose, and he's like, he touched me! Is, so I, I it, thought that was cute. It was funny. Like, I didn't get that he punched him. It almost seemed like he just, like, face-shoved him. He literally just palmed his face I and, like, shoved is, him yeah. down. Pie but, face. yeah, his <laughs> pie face, exactly. And he got the he got the old cherry pie in the nose. Yeah. Which, I mean, having lived through the American Gladiators era, I can tell you, I'm sure there were a lot of dudes at Muscle Beach who would love to have nitro pie face. Oh, shit. One of the things I really love, if you look in the background in Killian's office, did you see that there is a poster for The Hate Boat? A oh, parody of The Love, love Boat? boat. Yeah. yeah, I totally it's very did see silly. that. 
<laughs> so coincidentally, Amber is in the hallway when they're taking Ben Richards and he's being talked to by his agent, which is kind of odd. And it, as he's walking by, her friend says, oh, you're lucky he didn't rape you and then kill you or kill you, then rape you. You want to know a fun I bit of trivia? I didn't catch that. Yeah, That's fucking morbid. It's the blonde lady. Oh, and she's like looking at him like with hungry eyes as she says it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the governor that we had in California when they actually passed a law against necrophilia. That's the that is the most interesting and horrific <laughs> legal knowledge I can espouse on this show. So there you have it. That's creepy. It is weird, right? Yeah. That's where you see a poster for pain American style. What do you think of that? I don't know. I didn't remember seeing that. That's yeah. funny. So the court appointed agent is this. Uh, is this the part where the appointed uh, the court appointed agent gets the old pen in the back? Yeah. After he <laughs> said he uses uh, res ipsa loquitur, which is a negligence maxim, which makes no sense ad infinitum in talking oh, about it. And I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Because he's referring to like book rights and all this stuff. And so he tells Arnie, just like he said. You know, you got to sign this contract, and Arnold goes, okay, and then he can't find anywhere to sign, so the guy lets him use his back, and he stabs him. It's funny, right? Because, like, the guards, they, they don't give two shits. No. They they almost, like, laugh, and then the agent just, like, scurries away. Yeah. <laughs> so take it away, Brian. What happens next? So then they go to him basically talking to Killian, right? Before he goes into the actual game, right? Or... Yeah, on the stage, correct. Right. So they yeah. bring him out and he's got but, the, but... the Michael Myers coveralls and then they strip him down. Do you love the idea that underneath his coveralls, Michael Myers is wearing a yellow jumpsuit? <laughs> a yellow Adidas jumpsuit? I it love almost that seems so like much. it's a singlet. Oh, yeah. I feel like I wore that once upon a time in high school. I think it'd be fucking great. I would love to see pro wrestlers wear that. Ray Mysterio used to wear something like that. Psychosis really? used to wear something like that. Yeah. Huh. Just with a mask on top. Yeah. I didn't know that. I know my 90s lucha man. <laughs> La parka. So then this is where Killian says uh, something like, uh, oh, yeah, well, you're going to die or this or that. And Arnold, or I, not Arnold, Ben or fucking get to the chopper, whatever the fuck we call him. Governator. <laughs> Governator. He says, I'll be back. Yeah. Right? And then, he, then Killian says, only in the reruns. Yeah. Such a good so comeback. Good. Such a good burn. They, they crowbar, I'll be back into so many things. And this is the best one where somebody's like, nah. Yeah, and then I had no idea what the fuck was happening next. There was just this hole, and all of a sudden, like, they just dropped down this cage, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what is going on here? Apparently, they're going to shoot him down some fucking sled, right? Yeah, I'd want to so, go in that, personally. Yeah, it seems that he, the way that Killian pre- describes it is that Weiss and Laughlin are going to be spared if Arnold goes through it. Because oh, he seems kind of surprised when he sees them going down in there, too. That's why he says that he's going to kill him and everything. So while this is happening, you see Amber going through security tapes. And what oh, does she that's find? that's right. That's right. She finds the files for Ben Richards. And, and the Bakersfield the Massacre. Ba- right. It's so funny that they call it the Bakersfield Massacre. I don't know. It seems a little strange. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe there was a massacre in Bakersfield. All three people who lived there, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It was mostly cows. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it shows her kind of digging through the files, and she almost seems like she's very nonchalant about it, and she's not trying to be secretive at all. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's like a hand that like shows up on her shoulder, right? It's very odd, because she looks at it and just sees unedited, you know, Richard's footage or whatever, or unedited for TV, and she's just like, oh, well, this means for sure that he's right, not a Right, right. Oh, I immediately know this is what's and, happening. And then... I've read this a lot of times on the show, Brian. Somebody finally 
in a documented instance, keister something in a movie we've watched. Because <laughs> later on, he asks her how she has that fucking tape, and she's like... <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah, dude. She either front doors it or she back doors it, but there's a prison pocket involved, and it's oh, awesome. Oh, shit. I think I brought up prison pocket, right? Yeah. You You had kind of led me to it, and then I said prison pocket. So you're welcome, guys. I stole that from you. One more time. Prison pocket. <laughs> it's the hot pocket from hell. Right. So she, she gets discovered, and then it goes back to Ben being shoved down a fucking tube. And his face like flapping in the wind, right? I feel like they're going like 300 miles an hour. Which is dope. Yeah, it's totally cool until you kind of figure how the fuck are they going to stop. But apparently this net is made of some crazy, you know, futuristic fucking mesh that stops like 500 pounds of steel. Which I love. Yeah. So this is where we start the Street Fighter 2 Turbo style. The the gauntlet. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have the audience member who calls upon... Sub Zero. Oh, it's so good. I really like that. It totally reminds me of almost like The Price Is Right. Yeah. Right where they they go into the audience and they ask him, "Oh yeah, where are you from? What do you do for a living?" Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit, but you know, I'm trying to be the good guy, right? Yeah. And he's win. They're they're winning prizes and everything. This is where Killian. Can we, can we call it Killian Drew Carey? Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So uh, Drew Carey has this old fan, Agnes who he comes out and says that she's the number one fan and he gives her a great big kiss. And it's it's so Bob Barker. Yes, you know, and absolutely. Which I think it's, it's perfect. So then uh, you have uh, the team is running through and they end up on an ice rink, which is just great because they, they first do like the subtle hint with like the – you know, the breath coming out and being steamy. Right, it's super cold. And everything comes down, the cameras come up, the lights are on, and what happens, Brian? Uh, Sub-Zero comes out, but it's not the Sub-Zero that I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I was sorely disappointed, unfortunately. Disappointed? Yeah, disappointed. I feel like this is an improvement. No, I don't know, man. For sure, an improvement. You know how many generic ninjas I've seen in my life, but I have never have I seen a professor wearing... Yeah, but it's fucking Blue Ninja, dude. It's Sub-Zero, but... Again, this is before Mortal Kombat, so technically it wouldn't have worked. This Sub Zero makes your Sub Zero whatever. Look like this Sub Zero, this, this Sub Zero basically ate my Sub Zero for so. sure. <laughs> it's protein because he's buff as fuck underneath that insulation. Yeah, insulation. Let's call it that. Definitely. Although it, he did have a wicked fucking slap shot. Oh yeah, and he checks three fucking dudes, and then literally projects. Arnold Schwarzenegger up into a fence. I mean, yeah. this is not a weak yeah. little. That fella. was a that was a sweet hip check, dude. So dope. Yeah, you can't get away with that shit nowadays. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Department of Player Safety, my ass. That's some bullshit. Yeah. So uh, apparently, the pucks that he has are <laughs> fucking grenades. They just explode on contact, which doesn't make sense For because as, it? Yeah. yeah, as soon as he hits it, he would die. So maybe it's like slapping it is like the pulling the pin and it starts to mix the noxious. Maybe I, mean, I was gonna say maybe it's just like a delayed. It's like a ten second delay uh, on on like an explosion. Should have wristed it, man. I'm thinking too much into this, exactly. I guess. And but then, it's not the same. Like for hockey fans like us, a wrist shot, you're like, yeah. Right. But other people be like. Why did he pass like a girl? Why did he pass it to Arnold? <laughs> and then Arnold just gets super fucking pissed, starts destroying <laughs> the rink, and rips off the fucking... Uh, barbed wire? Yeah, the barbed wire, and just garrotes the fuck out of him, right? It's super gnarly, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. You you feel like he's Sub-Zero's almost fighting it, right? And then he like does a quick little jerk, and yeah. you're like, oh, 
done donezo did it look like to you that there's blood coming out of sub-zero's gloves pointed towards his face yeah it, it looked weird it almost seemed like he had his fingers cut off oh that makes sense like maybe it went through his hand oh, into was, his into his neck so he was i was thinking maybe he was using yeah, yeah he was using his hands to protect his neck and then he arnold finally basically flexed and cut his fingers <laughs> off and cut his throat that he just like sense. fucking did like a quick flex and then yeah. that's all he needed dude I like no. it, Mr. Universe. Right. So then it cuts back to Killian right in the crowd, and everybody's just like dead fucking oh, quiet. No. They're like, how, how is this even possible? I want my money back, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I really like the idea that I, here. this is my submission for Arnold's last action line for this scene. So after he kills Sub-Zero, he's like, let Mr. Universe call you a Mr. Universe. Oh, no. Okay, I like dead. it. Okay. I like it. Thank what did you. he call him, though? He said something. Something First along Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, man. So after that, right? So he has a sweet moment where he and Laughlin do like a, a high five as they're running off. And I was like, that's great. Because this show is like, they're totally, their purposes are united. They are on the same team, just like they were when they were escaping from prison. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then it goes to Killian, right? And he's super pissed off, right? He's talking to all the ex- executives. Well, he, I don't think that he is because he already gets told that they're up eight points and then nine points. And so the executives are like, somebody died. And he's like, eh, it's a full oh, contact yeah. sport. Somebody's, somebody's bound to Somebody's die. bound to die. But that's so – it doesn't really establish that that's the first ever death. But I think it is, It's implied right? to be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which you'd think they would make a bigger deal of, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is odd because if they would have had quote-unquote winners in the past, wouldn't they have had to kill them? But whatever. Well, I know they talked about the winners, but that's different than – which would be uh, the stalkers. Correct. Right? Well, the, so. the winners were from last season. It was Whitman, Price, and Haddad. Remember those names because it comes into play later. <laughs> so then we cut to the fans and they get another chance to pick. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. I want to pick Buzzsaw, but, or no, Dynamo, but Buzzsaw was last year's champion. And so this is where the little Dora the Explorer girl shows up and she's like, why not both? <laughs> yeah, man. I think it's, it's really kind of neat how they uh, show. Uh, Killian giving prizes to them and yeah. like almost like bribing them and saying like oh yeah if you choose whoever gets killed you know you get more prizes I yeah. thought that was kind of cool I love it it was so double dare and all those <laughs> oh, double 80s. dare dude what the fuck's that guy's name Mark Summers Mark Summers yeah uh, you want to talk about Legends of the Hidden Temple I never in my life I saw a few of those episodes and never saw anybody win Really? Yeah, people did, but it's always that stupid monkey totem that ruined Oh, dude, lives. that monkey totem was fucking awful. Yeah, but yeah. when you're watching it at home, it seems so obvious. But these kids are like, does the ass go on top? <laughs> I remember watching a YouTube video probably at 2 in the morning when I should have been sleeping where it said something like, Mark Summers gets beat up by Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please. And it's, it was on like an old like fucking uh, late night TV show. And it was all staged, uh, but Burt Reynolds would have fucking wiped the floor with that motherfucker. R.I.P. R.I.P. So sad. Yeah. Let's talk about screen death instead of real life death, shall we? Yeah, definitely. So the gang finds out that the relay is actually in the game zone, which is what they've been trying to hijack the signal. So they, like, Weiss and Laughlin, or a.k.a. Bill Nye the Science Weiss and the Sacrificial Lamb are just like, all right, this is more important than survival. Peace out. And Arnold's like, wait, you're supposed to run in, man. You're not supposed to go back to the network hacker, man. Okay, so how about this, right? They, they Then they cut to, uh, her name is Martha? Is it Martha, the girl? Superman's mom? No. 
<laughs> Batman's mom. God damn it. What the fuck's, <laughs> what the, fuck's uh, the chick's name? Amber? The romance. Amber. God, why? where did I come with Martha? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, All I could think about was stick to your guns the whole time. Because yeah. every time her name came up, I always thought, you know, you know the song Amber? From no. The, oh, it's it's badass. It's way better than the 311 song where he's like, Amber's the color in okay. so, so Amber basically uh, gets brought up on stage, mm-hmm. right? And then Killian's like, oh, yeah, you're a love interest of, uh, you know, of Ben Richards, you know. And then they throw her in as well. Yeah. It shows her catching up to them after them being in for, like, what? at least You could imagine at least a couple hours. But, and I mean, within fucking, like, like that. She's like, oh, hey, guys. But what's going there's on, There's no right? Sub-Zero to fight, so that's the only way that I kind of justified it. Yeah. I thought that was a little funny. Let me ask you a question. Go for it. If she, Amber... Was Not Martha. The, yeah. Let's say she's in a pile of some kind of loose grain material, like sand, for okay. instance, and she were to gesture uh, a greeting of hello to Arnold Schwarzenegger, would you say that she was amber waves of grain? Oh, no. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> we go through a few of these a night, yeah. so good call. I'm up in the dad jokes. <laughs> 2.11 now. <laughs> After last week when I spoke out against the tyranny of dad jokes, I have to bring it back this week. Sorry. So they move on, right? So they have to deal with Buzzsaw and uh, Dynamo, right? And then you get the intro. So good. It's so good. When you have Buzzsaw wearing a mesh top and leather pants. Dude, that mesh top? So sexy. Oh, shit, man. I was like, damn. I want to get me one of those. Girl, work. <laughs> and then Dynamo with his opera, and he like lights up the. He screen. actually sings. Yeah, that's the guy's actual voice. He was a classically trained opera. But we talked about this. I wasn't sure if it, like I would really love to see the script for this to see if he was just supposed to sing, right? Or if it was, was that was that written in. in, or is this something that he just added like dramatic flair? Well, I think that maybe it very well may have said sing, you know, because I could think of, oh, for sure, you could totally do like a new wave style guy. But then they <laughs> cast this dude who can sing opera and he's like, well, I can do this. I don't understand. Like, I feel like it was new wave because the costume screams new wave. Oh, yeah. Right. And then he sings and you're like, huh? <laughs> So, I don't know. I was thinking maybe if he was dressed up as, like, Julius Caesar or something, I'd be like, okay, it makes sense. He's almost like he's singing classical. When the Arnold comes along, you <laughs> must shock him. Yeah, right? And so he's, like, you know, in- introducing himself, and he, like, tells the crowd to get really loud and crazy because he's, like, shooting fucking lasers out of his hands, right? I feel like if it was always meant supposed to be New Wave, he had to have had a keytar somewhere. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been so That would have been really sweet. Where it has like a blade out one end and a flamethrower. Oh, well, you can't assen- have a flamethrower because fireball. He's essentially wearing light brights. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I grew up playing with that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, the- I'm dating myself, but yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I did too. Yeah. So there's some kid who's like, what's a light bright? And they Google it. And then they buy it on eBay and they put it up. They buy it on eBay for way too much money. Yeah. Yeah, and then they put their VHS stack on top of it. And they're like, "Look how retro I am!" And I'm like, "Bitch, I lived that. You were born in a decade way later." There was no such thing as skip, motherfucker. Yeah. It was rewind or fast forward. Those were your only two options. Do you, yeah. remember, you remember the DVD rewinder? Yeah, it was so great. Such yeah. a great joke, and people fell for it. So dumb. I thought it was really cool when you had the deck that was both the VHS and the DVD player. Oh shit! Yeah, I that was those. crazy. It was like it weighed about two hundred pounds, yeah. <laughs> and it cost about as much as a kidney. Yeah, on the black no market. No shit, no shit. So, so let's move along in the uh, the Street Fighter Two Turbo. How do they combat our friends 
Buzzsaw and Dynamo. Right, so Buzzsaw, you can see him getting equipped with all his shit, right? With all of the Morlocks, I believe is what you you said they were earlier. You said the subterranean the, people. The or? subterranean people. No, necessarily. That's that's the people cheering on. Mm-hmm. But the the security people that yeah. were all setting him up, right? And he's wearing and he's wearing his like all his gear, and he gets put on a fucking dirt bike. Yep. Right. Room, room. And it's uh. It's kind of crazy. It's a weird looking dirt bike too. Super cool, right? Right. It has like a long frame in the back. So apparently that's to climb up hills. It's a hill climbing bike. But the reason that they used it in the movie is because they thought that it would be good for corralling people. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I read that online. Okay. So, you know, he starts hauling ass towards him. He's swinging his fucking chainsaw around. Well, who's, who's with him and how? Because this is my favorite aesthetic thing in the movie. Dynamo's in his little go-kart with just his head sticking out. Oh, it's oh, so okay. cute. Okay. It's so funny. You know those toys you would get from McDonald's where it would be like a caricature of like, let's say, Batman in the Batmobile? Right, right. But his torso is way disproportionate. That's what that looks like. So um, you're going to totally fucking destroy me because I'm probably going to get this wrong. Uh, Bebop? Rocksteady? Rocksteady. They could both be. Okay, right? With the mohawk? Yeah. With the, with the purple mohawk. That's Dynamo. Totally see it. Okay. Yeah. That's what I and was that thinking. That is Bebop, correct. Right, okay. So he be and rock steady could totally be buzzed. I, I that doesn't offend me at all. I'm not going to destroy <laughs> wow. you. All right, cool. <laughs> I have destroyed many a person, and you've seen it, especially on that very specific topic. So yeah. we can move on. Okay. So um, yeah, buzz off. I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper about many things, but if you're going to wear a fucking bebop and rock steady shirt, at least know which one is which. We can move on. Just just to reiterate, that wasn't from me. So <laughs> at least from what I remember. Yeah. So you did a good job. Okay, Good cool. Um, so you have Buzzsaw running the fucking jousting tournament, basically, with them. And uh, he get he takes out, um, what's his face? Uh, the sacrificial lamb. Yep. Yeah. He well, because sacrificial lamb sacrifices himself for the governator because he pushes him out of the way. That's right. Yep. That's right. But it doesn't really show how he gets hit. It it's almost just, yeah, it, it's very weak. It just shows him kind of get cut and fall to the ground, yeah. and that's really it. Same with Weiss. I mean, kind of phoned in, kills it with a little yeah. bit of gore. It was, a, real, oh, it was so. a little disappointing. So, But they split up at this point, right? Yeah. So you have... You have Weiss and Amber going Weiss, off to the relay. Weiss and Amber, and then uh, Arnie and uh, Sacrificial Lamb yep. going after um, Buzzsaw. That's right. So then you have Arnie basically knocking him off the bike right and then the way he does it is he gets dragged along and he oh, uses the cable right, that's right and that's ties right. it around the rebar it totally reminds me of like growing up <laughs> yeah. this is gonna sound bad but like my dad would like jet ski right yeah. and i just get towed on like this like little raft and he'd try and fling me as far as he can, you know, as far as he could, you know. And I, it would be like a fun game where, like, we'd be like, okay, let's see how long we could fucking hold on for. Yeah. It was basically the same thing. Perfect. Yeah. So. And so there's a great scene where Arnold is going to reach for the chainsaw. And you get, like, the last action, like, ah, where you realize that Buzzsaw is still alive and he catches him. Super cute. But that's oh, a horror yeah. trope. So I figure that adds to the movie, right? Right. And then he says some kind of stupid one-liner, right? Before he kills him. <sighs> I feel yeah. like, yeah, obviously. Oh, it's it's where he saws him up the nuts. He saws him up the nuts. Yeah. But later on. oh, he Something said, about something oh, splitting him or something. He says that to Amber later where he said, she asks what happened to Buzzsaw. He goes, oh, he had the split. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the part where it's super creepy. Buzz, uh, Bo- Buzzsaw. I keep wanting to say Bonesaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he says. Uh, Bonesaw Richards. is Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage? He is. 
from the uh, Spider-Man with the Oh, Sam that's right. Yeah. That's right. So he says, Richards, I love this saw. It's part of me. I'm going to make it part of you. And so he's like, no, thanks. You can keep it. Then cuts his <laughs> dickling all the way up and wishbones him. Uh, so gross. So good. That's so a good. A little bit more splatter there. And this is a perfect horror flick. Right. Do they cut back to the uh, the old fogies in the crowd? Yep. And they're like super bummed. <laughs> By all my stars and garters, this show about killing people is getting I, too violent. Right. And I think uh, Killian goes up to, is this a, uh, no. I'm going, skipping ahead. <laughs> I always do this. I skip ahead where they, they ask uh, who who they think is going to kill, oh. who's going to die next or something, or well, who's going to kill next. That comes shortly enough. Yeah. Right. And, and the lady's like, uh, ben, ben Richards. Ben Richards. <laughs> He's like, uh, bitch, you got the wrong one. And she's like, no, I can pick whoever I want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that scene a lot. So we can definitely, I mean, we kind of just touched <laughs> on it, but whatever. We cut back to Bill Nye the Science Weiss and... Uh, what do we call Amber? I don't even remember. Amber. Yeah. Okay. Amber waves of grain. Amber waves of grain. By purple mountain <laughs> majesty above the... I'm pulling a dynamo here because that's who's pursuing them at this point. So In stupid fucking go-kart. I love it. So Weiss is decoding a hexagonal code system, which is actually a kind of cool aesthetic. And he's making her remember these numbers, which... Do you ever do this in movies where you hear a code? And you try and commit and you it to try, memory. You try and remember it. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember it for the length of the fucking movie, yeah. much less for the four hours that she's running away from Fireball and all these people. But whatever. I'm just clearly... Yeah, you know idiot. what else I do with movies also? This is, sorry, this is way off the point. Do you hold your breath? I was just yeah, going to say that. This is why yes. we took a show together, why we're best yeah. friends. So when it comes to people <laughs> holding their breath yep. underwater trying to swim through something, I'm like, okay. <gasps> it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm dead. Yeah, basically. for sure. And I'm <laughs> sitting still and I'm dead. Much less them, and they're doing all this aerobic activity, and they're still alive. Yeah. I feel terrible about myself. So then Dynamo catches them, right? And it's such a cop-out where he, he shocks Weiss with the console. It would have been cool if they had some sort of frying after effect I or think anything. Marv in yes, Lo- Home, Alone? Lost, in Home Alone 2 when he gets electrocuted yes. and becomes a skeleton. Yes. Even something, a brief second Something would have been, been great, but Take nothing. Take some of the $27 million, go down to a science <laughs> supply store, buy a fake skeleton, and put it in the suit. Oh, boy. Then you have Amber basically running for her life, right? Ben catches up to her yep. because he hears her screaming. Yeah. He's like, oh, where's Amber? <laughs> and then she fucking screams, and he's like, oh, I know exactly where she's at. Fucking pinpoint accuracy. Goes straight to her. Kind of has Dynamo chase after him instead. And he starts booking it up this fucking hill. Right? Out of nowhere, there's like this mountain of like foam. Which is so funny. There's like foam rocks. Yeah. Because if Buzzsaw had been going up the same hill with his motorcycle, he would have been fine. It would have been totally fine. So, So, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where they were going with this. I was like, oh, that's strange. I wonder if Dynamo is just going to jump off the edge of the mountain and like get some fucking crazy air. Some like canyon or something. Right. But instead he literally flips backwards. (laughs) Flips backwards. And I love that he's like, cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. I don't want to die. It's so anticlimactic. It's funny. So, you know, it shows Ben Richards with the cameras on him. And he has like a, a moral high ground. Right. He pulls the Maximus Decimus yeah. Meridius and yeah. lets him live. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just fucking garroted Sub Zero, but instead I'm gonna let you go because I'm the good guy. I feel like there's some racial implications there. He kills the person of color. Oh, no problem with damn, the white guy because it's the Austrian. Just saying. <laughs> they can't catch a break. Nope. <laughs> World War One. They were the villains of one, right? 
Yeah, Franz Ferdinand and all that. Yeah. Yes. Two was the Hitlers of the world. Moving on. This is where you find out that Laughlin's going to die from his wounds from Buzzsaw. And I oh, really that's loved, right. That's it was, right. I thought it was a really cute scene when he's like, you know, you got to do this. You got to save the world, Ben. He says, don't make us die for nothing. Yeah. He says, I don't want to be the only asshole in heaven. And I was like, that is such a fucking great <laughs> line. I think that's my favorite line of the whole movie. And out of all the quotes and everything, like he's telling him, like, go do something good. He's acknowledging his own faults. It's sardonic. It's endearing. It's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, and especially for a character who dies in such an anticlimactic way to have that kind of like it. That is the Terminator two thumbs up it's as you lower in the redeeming. Steel. It's yeah. definitely redeeming. So then it shows them uh, walking through almost. And all of this seems like it's in like filmed in a, like an underground parking garage. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden the cage shuts. And all like Mick shows up, and you're like, "What the fuck? Yeah. What are you guys doing here?" Apparently, they've been there the entire time. Well, that's a bit later because we, have to, oh, we saw a fireball in Street Fighter. I Two thought Turbo. that was this was before. Okay, maybe it is after. Yeah, well, it's because by then they go straight from there into the place with the guns and so, all that. Okay, so she keeps on showing fireball in the background or in behind the scenes, yeah. kind of rooting for everybody. And then, uh, it, to me, I was thinking to myself like. Wow, I see a lot of old white folk in the crowd, and I'm like, why is it showing a bunch of old white people show like cheering on a bunch of deaths? Yeah. And then I see like a black guy cheering on like the kills, and I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool. Uh, There's something different. Come to find out, it's actually one of the fucking stalkers instead, yeah. right? I thought kind it was this just... weird like Mandingo type thing. I, I know what you're saying because in the book too, there's a lot of really obtuse racial tension. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really strange. And it was it, it seemed strange. I felt like everybody in the crowd was white. But then but the then people who were watching the people, TV people yeah. outside were of color. Yeah. Which is yeah. You don't know if they did that because they didn't realize it was negligent. They just associate class with race or if they were trying to make a point like we perceive race right, this right, way. Right. Right. Yeah. It I was, read a fascinating study today about how Muslims are viewed. Uh, and how it actually like the negative impact of social media and media in general impacts their self-worth on a different level and like their own perspective. And it's like, yeah, that's been going on forever. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's dirty, right? And he's good. And like, I don't want to say this because he's black, but it came to mind when he had the white in his hair and he has to get up out of the locker room and go to work. I just imagined him saying, I'm getting too over this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And that's Jim Brown, mm-hmm. the fucking all-time running back for God. I'm going to hate myself because I forgot the name of what team he was from. But he was all-time rushing uh, running back for like the majority of the 80s. And I feel like Killian even has like some kind of a throwback, or he says something about him being a f- about yeah. him being like the all-time rusher. Or all- he's I don't know. It says something. So then you have them basically going to is it like an old locker room? Is it an old factory? Is it an old something? It's a it's a room where there's skeletons everywhere. Yeah, I know that. Exactly. Right? They, that's where you find Whitman, Price, and Haddad and you find the, out the old winners aren't really winners. They didn't win, they died, yeah. Yeah. So Which is great. So one of the things in the backstage area you see Captain Freedom or Jesse Ventura, who keeps like trying to be like the ESPN guy in the the coat, being like, oh, oh he's this. getting super aggravated because like Killian cuts him off and everything, and so that's building in the background. So I just wanted to acknowledge that because that comes to a head. In a yes, bit. that's true. Good call. So they, you know, they go into this almost like a locker room, and you see all these dead people, and you find out that they're the past winners, and then that's when Fireball. Yep, Fireball. 
I feel like it should be a little more creative than that. Yeah, a little but, weird. But, you know, it works. Uh, so you find out. And it's really weird. When they first show Fireball, you're like, oh, cool. He wears a, a flamethrower. That's really neat. And a jet but pack. he fucking flies. Yeah. It was like, it went from like, eh, all right, this is cool, I guess, to like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Let me ask you this. Just, I want your impulse reaction. Go on. Let's say we have Dynamo. And then his blue light up mohawk appears on his head. Is that as cool a reveal? As the jetpack or not? Because I feel like I feel it, it's, it's definitely up there. It's on par. Absolutely. I, I wish like, that each character had that moment of ah. Yeah, oh. Right. It's almost like the electricity is his hair. Yeah. Right. I, that's it's, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That would definitely work. Thanks, bud. Um, it makes the light bright suit that much cooler. Super. So like a Tesla coil with hair. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can't flash too much because then it would be the seizure suit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be basically how he incapacitates people. He'd be epilecto <laughs> i like it so i did you bother you that there wasn't more like merchandise for the stalkers like they're having signs and stuff like that but i felt like people should be wearing fireball shirts yeah, and fireball yeah. action figures because if you watch any kind of wwe thing everything oh, yeah. is so like marketed. everything's marketed absolutely yeah. so um they definitely lost out on that so they get into them chase them running from fireball yep. right and it seems like everywhere they go he's right there with them and people want to know I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep I set myself <laughs> up. Fuck, man. So good. He ends up taking. God damn it! What the fuck's her name? Amber is the color. Amber of is colors. <laughs> yes, he takes her and he like pushes her out of the way, and she gets almost like mad. Right? She's like, "Why the fuck are you pushing me?" And then he saves her life, yeah. basically. And so the, she the has fire like, is like this cool purple. Yeah, really yeah, it's like a sweet, you know, purple flame. Almost seems like it's uh, magnesium what's, or what's magnesium what phosphate. Is like the higher the temperature, like the bluer the flame. Is that kind of like a thing, or is it? Yeah, I feel like that's the thing, right? If it's like a red or orange, it's like not as hot as if it were blue. Anyways. It, yeah, it looks really cool. I kind of wish they would have had a little more detail on his actual flamethrower. This says sodium chloride with potassium salts. What did I say? I said magnesium chloride. Man, I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> God, fucking. I can't idiot. believe I didn't remember this thing that has never implied. Yeah, potassium chloride. Whatever. I'm so stupid. Yeah, so he's chasing after Amber. Is the color of her energy. The color of her energy. Ben fucking pops up out of nowhere and decides to pull out all kinds of tubes from his fucking uh, either his jetpack. Yeah. I don't know if it's his jetpack or if it's a flamethrower. Both. They could be one and the same. Yeah. Does they do they do something like that in like uh, Predator? I feel like they do. There's like all kinds of like cables connected to him. When he takes he... off his helmet, it's a yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you know, pulls off the the fucking the cords connected to either jetpack and or flamethrower. Yeah. He gets pushed down, and then Ben says some sort of one-liner and then sets him on fire. Light you up or something. Yeah, he uses the flare that he has earlier on when he's throwing what are clearly empty barrels at him, pulling a Donkey Kong, and blows him up. And that's the end of Fireball. Yeah, no, but Fireball says something else. He says something before he loses, before he dies. He's like, "Where? why can't I fly? Or He says something fucking really stupid. Do you remember that at all or no? Because you've seen it like a dozen times. He says something along the lines of, I can't fly anymore. He like throws a tantrum because he can't fly. Well, I think it's because the tubes are ripped out. 
Yeah, but it's it sounds so comical the way he says it. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all right. I, Setting I, I, you up, I man. wish I remembered. <laughs> I would have looked really cool if I was like, oh, let me remember this very specific line. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh well. This is just me being stupid. I can't do chemistry. <laughs> I can't do theater and film production. God, Jake, what can you do? <laughs> so this is where Arnie rips the gas line. Calls him a hothead. That's the way. Oh, okay, got it. Captain Freedom shows up with Killian, and he's wearing this stupid mechanical thingamajig, and he's like, I won't do it. You can't make me. It's just, he says that it's a sport of awe, death and honor, and the code of the gladiators. Yeah, he used like, to yeah. kill people hand to hand, like a fucking boss. Yeah, man. I, he's like a really fun character. I wish that they did more with him, but anyway. This is where, like you said earlier, Arnie and Amber is the color of her energy are going around, and this is where Mick finds them in the weird thing. Right, okay. Exactly. Yeah, so then you have uh, fucking Zappa again with his weird little, the fuck do you call that, hat? Beret? Is it a beret? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. I feel like he was the only one wearing it. He, well, no, I think more people are when they do the don't touch that dial. Oh, that's true. That's true. He has his little youth brigade. Right. So then uh, they kind of you know say, okay, well, we need to figure out how the fuck to do this. And then Amber says, oh, well, I have the code, yeah. right? And he's like, oh, bitch, why the fuck didn't you say so? You could have said so earlier. <laughs> Would have helped out a lot. Yeah, you're entirely right. This is where you start. It's a very interesting idea where they superimpose Arnold's face onto the stunt double and they create this whole scene where Captain Freedom kills him. What did you think of that? I thought as far as like pseudoscience and technology goes, I it thought was, it was really, really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked it a lot. And totally gave the audience the idea like, oh, shit, this is actually happening. And Ben uh, Richards is dead. Yeah, Amber. After Killian gives him the option to be a stalker, and he rips off the camera and throws it to the ground. Yeah. Oh, he says something funny too when he says that, or when he offers him. Yeah, uh, he says he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna uh, something about shove contract. it down your shove it down your throat and and rip, rip out, out your, your spine. spine yeah. <laughs> oh, the one liners, man. Yeah. So then, yeah, you you see Amber. She goes she goes down fucking quick, right? Obviously this is Fake all super Amber, yeah. this is all superimposed, but like when she gets chucked she into the barbed wire. She doesn't give like any kind of fight whatsoever. Yeah, like, she's come like on. Terry Funk. You gotta, in a you gotta put up match. a little more of a fight for the chicks, you know? <laughs> so she gets her fucking neck wrung out, right? She just instantly snaps. And then Arnie he, he fights him off a little bit and Which then is he just cool. Right. And then Builds he just the tension. Right. He just fucking gets slammed into the spikes, right? And I thought that was really cool. Who is it who does does it end up being is just it just some like a random person yeah. and they're like oh dude you didn't have to kill him yeah they right digitize his face and you can see and it's an actual dead guy yeah. and like oh killian's a dick it's good and then so at this point killian's like relaxed or whatever he he realizes that he's won amber shows that she has the video of the bakersfield massacre so we get the key string joke where, yeah where'd she get it <laughs> and so here's the part where mick goes mr spock you have the calm and then his little assistant's like who's mr spock and i was like Get fucked. <laughs> with your Star Wars, with your Battlestar Galactica, there are things that are timeless, and Spock is one of them. TOS, anyway, I'm losing my train of thought. The idea that it would only be 2019 and somebody would forget Spock is unforgivable and ruins the <laughs> illusion of this movie. I can't even. Unforgivable! <laughs> it's very bad. 
So you can take over from here because I'm not on speaking terms with the movie for the next couple minutes. Okay. So then basically Killian's going and talking to the crowd, right? He's saying he's getting their fucking gauging their response on if they enjoyed the, you know, the broadcast and this and that. And then, you know what? I totally thought about we completely glossed over it. and this is so funny my train of thought completely goes from the end of the movie where he's he's talking to the crowd to the intro where it shows a bunch of girls in sweet ass outfits and their vaginas yeah Paula Abdul was the choreographer for this movie do you know that I don't I mean maybe it's just me but I saw a bunch of crotch shots yeah the entire time they were doing their choreography no <laughs> lots of cleft yes okay I'm not talking about Sven's chin <laughs> moving on you know he's he's gauging the audience response on if they really like the show this or that all of a sudden it cuts to the takeover on the film right yeah, the unedited version of the Bakersfield massacre right which apparently everybody's filmed doing everything at any given time like literally there's a film footage of me taking a shit because the government sees everything so apparently you know there's the exact same footage that we saw at the beginning of the movie from the same camera angles (laughs) the same audio yeah almost like they re they recycled it it's so weird (laughs) they couldn't even have shot it from a different angle huh right so So then so then you have uh what actually happens with him saying you know i can't fire fire on civilians and you know it paints killian and and the government as the bad guys right so that's when killian basically says oh yeah we're having technical difficulties and agnes is like bullshit (laughs) i love that lady yeah agnes is pretty badass that's when it shows dynamo's return yep right and he's in a diaper not at this point so he actually is wearing pants in this scene but see, then he I takes didn't see off. that because yeah. it's so memorable and him like being like a giant man baby mm-hmm. and then wearing literally like a a diaper. So he outright tries to rape Amber is the color of her energy and then she, I'm just going to glance over this because I that stuff makes me uncomfortable. She just turns on the sprinklers and he shocks himself to death. The end. I wish it was more gory because <laughs> anybody who tries to rape anybody should just have just the most violent of deaths. Their penises should explode. That would be great. I would love to see that. I would literally love to see his like man diaper pop with like this red in the <laughs> hey, front the collar that they used on the people's heads yeah just right around his dick cock ring Ooh, there we go i like it and yeah so arnie tracks down killian there's a big old like shootout not that it fucking matters arnie tracks down killian and sven the bodyguard comes out but then he leaves and says literally i got to go score some steroids and that was a very different accent than my Austrian, just in case you even keep it. Yeah, yeah, because it, it totally doesn't sound like uh, Arnold, and they could have been brothers. Yeah. He was in uh, Mallrats. Remember that? He was the uh, security guard. Was he really? Yeah, the guy that Jay tries to smack with. You know what? I actually looked up Sven. Hmm? He's also the um, the lion dude in Gladiator. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We who are about to die salute you. <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy. Love it. The way that Arnie gets his revenge, he puts Killian in the sled, shoots him on down, says... Apparently, there's a ramp at the end of the sled when you don't get shot into a net. Yeah, so then he crashes He gets some fucking air. The Codracola, which is something that he plugs earlier in the movie, and literally explodes, yeah. which is fascinating. I wish I would have seen some body parts flying, yeah. but... Uh... You know, whatever. Because we're horror guys. We're not really action guys. So yeah. we're, we're sitting there going, like, I want guts. And they're like, eh, fire's cool. Like, not really. <laughs> How about both? <laughs> exactly. I want flaming guts. <laughs> now that you mention it. So Amber finds him standing on the stage, and she gives him a great big smooch. And then did you notice 
he holds her by the neck as they're walking away, just like when she was his hostage, and it's super weird. I didn't notice that at all. Super weird. kind of creepy. Yeah, like it just shows Stockholm them... Syndrome. <laughs> they just like walk off into the sunset. The end. And then they do a panning shot from outside, and you see the TV on the big billboard, and it says, please stand by. I thought that was so, that little subtle detail of like, <laughs> the world's changed, motherfuckers. I like it. Which is great. Yeah. So, that's where the credits roll. What'd you think overall? I thought it was good. It was entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't sit there and look at my watch uh, any time during the film. It didn't drag on. I mean, as far as a score, me personally, I'd probably give it a, a six and a half out of ten. Wow. I, am, I, am I too harsh? By my standards, yeah. Wow, okay. If we're talking about it as a horror film, I'd give it like a five. But if we're talking about it as an action film, I'd give it like easily an 8.2. Wow. Easily. Okay. Because it's, it, it's got silliness, which I love. It's got interesting deaths. It's got fun characters that are all memorable. It does remind me of Street Fighter in a lot of ways. It, you know, There's lots of interesting commentary about culture and capitalism and everything. I feel like it's a lot deeper than people give it credit for, man. Okay, I'll give it an extra half point. It's a 7 out of 10. Okay. I'm glad I was able to bring you on over to give it a C rating. C's get degrees. There you go. So, do you want to do fan questions first, or do you want to do the ratings and the pantheon of slashers? Let's do the pantheon of slashers. Let's do the pantheon of slashers. Okay, so we have a classic movie, which is a good, good, a trashic movie, which is a good, bad, or a tragic movie, which is bad, bad. I think we can agree it's trashic, it's right? A, it's definitely a trashic. It's a it's, good, it's, bad movie. It's definitely a... It, okay, so by comparison, um, Ice Cream Man to this jesus but you know what okay do we have a subcategory a sub subcategory for um slash action films oh slash right? action hero because these it's technically not any of these that's actually fair we can't be putting it in that category so i guess it's just the reigning slash action hero champion it's the reigning trashic slash slash action well, are we, you know, are, I, unless, I will, if we're going to do the slash Are we just going to have one? We're just going to aim for a slash or trash X where it's just a good, bad action flick. Okay. Because I can't sense. imagine doing like a good, good action flick like the Hunt for Red October on Right. We're show. almost starting a new podcast. Yeah, right? <laughs> a podcast within a podcast. <laughs> okay. So that's established. The rating yep. and defending slash action hero. So let's go to some fan questions. I only plucked from our Reddit uh, we had one from our friend Chad on Instagram. He, um, you know, mentioned some good stuff. The biggest point that he mentioned that I liked was bringing up that he would watch a remake of this with The Rock. Would you watch it? Oh, agreed. Would you be erect? Yes. Okay. The I entire be, time. Anytime I can get more content like this, I'm fine. So The Rock, I feel like The Rock does comedy and action extremely yeah. well. He's the new Arnie. I mean, it's, there's no question about it. So... You slash winter seven mute asks, I hope your stomach is big enough for my fist because I'm going to ram it into you. Great question. You slash memory haunts you. I like both the book and the movie, but they are completely different. And that is okay. As long as one does not go into the movie with the expectations that it will be like the book. Stephen King's Ben Richards is a very desperate man who enters quote the game because his daughter needs medicine and it is the only way to make money. Of course, this is the only way Ben Richards is forced to be in the game show. It's pretty dark, too. But the whole setup takes us on a ride through a typical Arnold heroism. I'm not, uh, I will not shoot innocent people. And, well, what should I call it? Arnoldism? Because I'm going to say please? 
that sets up the it's getting long is this, per, is this person's <laughs> gonna listen to our show i don't think they are i don't know i don't really know much about reddit i'm like an old person when it comes to Reddit. i'm like what is a subreddit <laughs> so he says that uh, book is not feel good movie is fun they have a happy ending uh expect to be a bit shaken up perfect you slash r underscore t underscore straker hey from slayum's lot just finished the running man yesterday ironically two bachman books i've read compares it to the long walk says the long walk is much better he says both games likely resulting in death etc seems odd to me he would have written both under the bachman name don't know why stephen king would waste his time doing that it yeah. Was, yeah yeah I don't know. and the last one from you slash this is chewbacca you could stick Arnie in an adaptation of any novel and it immediately becomes better. Quote, once Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. None Arnold, of those are questions. Arnold as Lenny in Of Mice and Men. Yeah. That'd be so great. The bunnies, George. <laughs> I want to pet the bunnies. Yeah, but you would still have uh, the guy from Forrest Gump as... Uh... Gary Sinise? <laughs> yes. So it'd be Gary Sinise and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But then you have Forrest in there as well. It's like, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> But the bunnies. <laughs> oh shit, that's good. Yeah, does in in Forrest Gump is there an air evac with a helicopter? Because then you can get the get to the chopper line in there. There's a whole lot waiting to happen. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you can definitely get it when it comes to uh, Forrest running with Bubba. <laughs> get to the chopper. So, Brian, what did you think? Was it a good episode? Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Good. Do you have any ideas for what our next slash action hero mm. will be? Because I say I have no butt-fucking idea, and I invite our fans to reach us at SlashersPod on Instagram, r slash SlashersPod on Reddit, or the SlashersPod subreddit, or the Crap-Ass Little Podcast subreddit, or, you know, Smoke Signal, however you want to get a hold of us. Let us know what you think would be the next action movie slash horror movie that you'd like us to review. Yeah, I like uh, I like getting the fans' input. It's It brings a little... Uh light onto different subjects as far as uh, you know there's a lot of movies i haven't seen so um bring it to our attention and we'll check it out i feel like maybe we can even bring up uh what i was telling you about earlier maybe about having our fans submit uh music yeah to i mean we'll have to tell them ahead of time what movie we're gonna do in the future exactly so they can uh, bring it up to our attention but uh, as far as an intro song because we always try and find some creative ways to incorporate music into Whatever movie we do, exactly. you know, has some kind of cliche yeah. thing going. So next week's episode is going to be Moon Trap featuring Copulators Die First. So if you have any ideas for intro music that you would like to see or hear, rather, because seeing is done with <laughs> eyeballs, uh, shoot us on a message over at, at Slashers Pod and we will be happy to ignore your request. No, we'll be happy to incorporate <laughs> it to the best that we can and make sure that we have some good stuff. I think that's it. It's this time... I think it's time. Use that send-off, yeah, man. surly bastard. <laughs> if you ain't watching them dying, you ain't really trying. And this is Jake for Brian, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> you stole my... <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs>